Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Merry Christmas! Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utterly bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Can you hear that? That is the sound. That is the sound of Christmas. Of someone being annoying? Oh, fine. (laughs) That is... That is unbelievable, Maureen. I am trying to create some Christmas cheer for this, our final episode of Series 3. No, it's not. Is it our final episode? It is. Yes, it is. It is our final... (laughs) And what I'm... What I'm... Look what I'm doing. Can you see... Can you... You can can both see and hear it, can't you? Yeah. And look... I'll I'll, I'll stop now because it is actually. After a while, it's annoying, isn't it? (laughs) A hint of Christmas is all we need. We don't need that rattling around in the background for the entire episode. You know, we didn't even plan we were going to, like, dress up Christmassy. So I am, look at you, Jen. I was so impressed. I Good thing I got the old uh, Christmas sweater just on the other side of the magic uh, curtain. But, Alison, you're always prepared. So even when we give you zero notice, you rock up and you've got your Christmas jumper. I have turned up without any warning, actually. I'm wearing a Christmas hat. I've got a Christmas bow tie on. I bought my Christmas jingle bells with me. This couldn't be more Christmassy unless it, if it was, you know, Christmas. <laughs> Chris, <coughs> Christmas. Anyway, Maureen, you are wearing tinsel. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a, 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 an addition to yourself. Well, it was meant to go around the tree, but unfortunately I can't get my tree up. Why? <laughs> Yeah, and it like I've got three parts. I've got two trees, but one the stand doesn't really work, so I can't use that one. I've got another tree. Do you have the stand for it? 
but I seem to have like two top bits and not a middle bit, so I can't put the tree up because <laughs> there's only two top bits. Right. And a bottom bit, but there's no middle bit. And I know what you're going to say, but that, that is not... Oh, there's, it's what, not what, a what do you think I'm going to say? <laughs> that one of them is a the middle bit, but it's not because there's no, <laughs> no hole at the top for me to I, put I, the I other wasn't going to say it. that. Oh, you weren't? No, I, I was going to say... How the flitty fuck from last year to this year have you managed to lose the middle bit <laughs> of your Christmas tree and replace it with the top bit? I don't know. Alison, over to you. I don't judge her. I'm not judging her because you know what, Maureen? I swear to God, every year I pack up the Christmas decorations or like even my winter coat. I don't know where my winter coat or my boots are right now. So you know what? I understand about losing things, Maureen. I'm with you there. Can I ask, are the two top bits in one bag, though? Are all the wrong pieces together in one? No, no, they're, they're all in a, they're all in a, like a box that I leave outside, plastic box in my garden. But like the, both bits have got like a long bit where you put the star on and there's no hole. So they're both top bits. So what's happened is, boring. <laughs> what has happened is, is that you packed your Christmas tree away and you put it in the bottom of your garden. That's, it's a plastic tree, so that's perfectly reasonable. And in the 12 months or 11, really, it's not even really been 12, has it? Let's say 11 months that it's been since you packed your Christmas tree uh, away. You have lost the middle bit of the Christmas tree, but gained another top bit. I know it sounds unbelievable, but, but I'm going I'm to photograph it. There are, there are definitely two top bits because the, the neighbour said the same thing. One of them's a middle bit. But, but no, they're definitely two top bits. Oh, Maureen, only you. Only you, my love. Yeah, so I've had quite a week. Obviously, I also, um, I don't know, this could all be classified as people wanting to be honest, but I broke my toilet seat, or the lid to the toilet seat. I sat on it and it broke it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you did anything wrong, Maureen. Really? Well, you're allowed to sit on your toilet seat. That's what the toilet seat's for. Yeah, it's called, that's why it's called a seat. You're allowed to sit on the lid. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes you need to do things and you're like, I'll just sit down on the lid while I'm doing this thing. Yeah. Which you were because you were replacing the toilet roll. Yeah. Uh, And you thought, I'll sit down while I do that. And and actually, Maureen, no one, no one in the country is going to criticise you for sitting on your own toilet seat. I mean, that 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 is the bare minimum that you should be allowed to do that in your own home. But did you see how much it cracked? It just all cracked and went into the loo. That was quite a crack. So to speak. I mean, maybe you need a sturdier lid. Maybe that's what you're looking at. Stronger lid. I think yeah. you can You can get stronger lids, can't you? I mean, that there, there are some lids where you think that's not going to take anyone's weight. And there are some lids where you go, do you remember the toilet lids at school? Oh, Which yeah, were, the were like ones. solid, weren't they? You, I mean, anyone could have sat on that. I mean, giant haystacks could have sat on that. I mean, God, that's an old reference. I mean, that is a reference from the very early 80s. Anyone could have sat on that morning and it wouldn't have broken. I don't know, Alison, did you have this at school? We used to have, like, paper that was, like, greaseproof paper. So it never used toilet paper. But it, used to, it never used to really wipe anything. It just used to Oh, slid. my God. What that was that? Is, what was that? Tracing paper to wipe your fanny with? Yeah. What the hell was that? And... Basically, it didn't absorb anything. It was only, it was schools and I think public toilets as well. They, for some reason in the 70s and 80s, they went, you don't need absorbent toilet paper. That is, that is a privilege and a luxury that should be for the rich. Well, and also for home. But when you leave your goddamn house, you are going to piss into a toilet and then wipe your fan with a bit of greaseproof paper. It was tracing paper. It was tracing paper. And honestly, it didn't absorb anything. So when you used to do it, you'd just like a little bit of wee would always scoop into your hand. Ah. And if you were in a rush, 
You could give you could give your chuff a, a paper cut, couldn't you? <laughs> I even remember being at school going, why can't we just have normal toilet paper? So how was your weeks, guys? I, I want to jump in because I have a uh, I have a be more Maureen Ooh. moment for myself. There's, I got a good one, guys. This, this is what this makes it the Christmas special because Alison, the most sensible of the three, has a be more Maureen. <laughs> okay, let's hear this. I'm ready. I'm, I'm here for it. So uh, it was time for a new mattress, everyone. That's exciting, right? New mattress time. I was like, ah, oh, we're gonna get. I'm gonna get a nice orthopedic mattress. You know, before we had one of those foam ones, and I was like, no, I'm done. I'm stepping it up. We're getting a real one. So I ordered the mattress, and it comes. And um, we do not have a super king bed. I found out, uh, but we do <laughs> have a super king mattress now, everyone. So. <laughs> Can you not take it back? I thought you were going to say, can you not tuck it in? <laughs> no, that's not how mattresses work. Some uh, great ghetto bed store that was having a sale, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll go for that. And so I was like, is there returns? They don't even answer the phone. So we're getting a new bed, <laughs> everyone. It's very exciting. So if anyone wants a king-size bed and mattress, they're on the go right now, everyone. I need to get rid of uh, them. Absolute classic, because it is cheaper to buy a bed than it is to buy a new mattress. <laughs> So you might as well, you might as well get rid of the bed. You've got the mattress now, Alison. You just need a bed to fit it. So what size bed have you got? I got confused in my head because I started buying Super King sheets because somebody said, oh, Super King sheets fit a lot better on a king size. So in my head, I was just like, Super King, Super King, Super King. Yeah, we don't have a Super King bed. They're, Super King is a lot bigger than a king as well, everyone. <laughs> it's significantly different. I was like, how? which, you know what? We always talked about wanting a bigger bed. We wanted a huge bed. I literally was like, you know, if the bedroom was just a bed, that's all we need in there. And that's essentially all we can fit in there now. So that's <laughs> great, everyone. We got a new bed coming. Very excited. Alison, uh, what can I say? That is an absolute bloody classic, isn't it? That's a very good Be More Morning moment. It's not the first time I've done bad measurement. I ordered a bag of uh, dog food kibble that is, uh, I mean, it's the size of me. And we have a miniature dog. I just, I don't read details sometimes. <laughs> Daddy just looks at me and he's like, did you did you measure? Did you do measurements? And I was like, D- a super king. I- I just, Super King, that's all I could say. And he's like, you can keep saying Super King all you want, but that's not answering the question, did you measure the bed? I was like, no, no, I didn't measure the bed. Do you know what? I did that once. I was getting um, curtain rails and they were the wrong size. So I went back and I was absolutely livid because they sold me the wrong curtain rails. And ha- and they didn't want to give me my money back and I was being very, very insistent. And halfway through, I realised I was the one who gave them the wrong measurements. <laughs> but I still carried on arguing and got my money back. <laughs> Amazing, amazing, Maureen. <laughs> to be honest with you, once you're on full flow, I don't really think anyone's going to interrupt you or even contradict you. They just want you to get out. They're like, what does this woman need? Okay, give it to her so she goes away. Yeah. Welcome to North American Customer Service. I'm right. I'm the customer. I'm right. That's the way you got to look at it, everyone. Yeah. I mean, even when you're right in this country, it doesn't always work, does it? Um, they're very reluctant. They're like, yeah, fuck you. And you're like, well, yeah, but no, legitimately, this is broken. Well, is it? Yeah, you can see it's in two pieces. People say, oh, British people are very polite and yada, 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 until it comes to any kind of service. And then we're like, go fuck yourself. We don't do it. And actually, that's why I the only reason I was able to waitress uh, is because I did it in this country. Uh, if I had waitressed in any other country, <laughs> I would have been sacked almost immediately. <laughs> 
Before we move on, let's just take a moment to say, what have we achieved in 2021? Oh, I love that idea, Jen. I love that idea. I knew you'd love it, Alison. Maureen's face, not so keen. What have we achieved? Okay. We have achieved a dynamite podcast. We have achieved making a podcast. We have stuck with it. We It gets better with time. That is it. Maureen, what have you got? I survived cancer. That's pretty good going, isn't it? I don't think we can beat that. No. That is... <laughs> And well, it was all thanks to the NHS. You're not going to get happier people in the room than than Alison and I. Okay, we are. <laughs> that is the best present. That is the best Christmas present ever. Uh, is uh, Maureen is well. I tell you what, I've achieved. I now make absolute dynamite banana bread. It's firm. It's moist. It's not dry. It's not too moist. Everybody loves it. It's not too sweet. That's often the mistake because I don't put any added. I don't put loads of sugar in it because the bananas are sweet enough. And let me tell you. I've nailed that recipe now. And I think pre-2021, that's not something I could have said. So, whoo, yeah, baby. That's amazing. I can't wait to eat your Nana bread. That's not a euphemism. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> but I'm glad you thought it was, Maureen. Maureen, I do not call it my Nana, okay? That's not what I call it. <laughs> I know I'm old, but I'm not that fucking old, all right? <laughs> but let's go over to Maureen Younger to find out. What your people morning moment is. I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender. <laughs> I chose my own number and my own contact to block. <laughs> oh my god, boring. I don't I mean I understand, but I don't understand. I gotta shut this down now. I've gotta <laughs> shut it down. Besides the Christmas tree in the toilet seat, um, I was meeting up with Jen, we were doing a gig together. And Jen said, let's meet at five. I said, well, actually, I'm going to be in town early because my appointment finishes at one. No, again, let's set the scene, <laughs> right? We're doing a gig together, Alison. I mean, you can take over in just a second, Maureen. We're doing a gig together, okay? It's an early gig, okay? It's starting about half past seven. So Maureen said, why don't we meet up early for dinner? I said, that sounds lovely. I'd love to do that. That can be like a nice Christmas meal thing that we, we were go going to arrange anyway, but it, it was looking unlikely. Maureen says, I've got to be in town for this hygienist thing I'm knocking about, okay? I'll probably be early. Before that, Maureen said, I've booked this nice restaurant in, in Victoria, which is really good for me because I come in from Brighton. So then she says, I'm going to be knocking about early. I said, okay, I'll come in early because Maureen's going to be knocking about and I don't want her to be lonely. Okay, so I come in from, from Brighton, Alison. Mm -hmm. I come in from Brighton early. So, so it's, it's an hour to get there. Yeah, all right. Okay, I'm just going to put that out there. All right, um, Maureen, do take over. So I was, my hygienist, don't ask, is about two hours away from me in the other side of London. It just is, right? Just take that a red. So I finish at one o'clock. One o'clock she finishes, okay? She fi And we're meeting at five. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Four hours she's got. <laughs> Four hours. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay? So we go, we go to this I go to this Portuguese restaurant, have some lunch, I do some writing, and then I think about 10 to 3, Jen says to me, I'm going to be there for 4.39. So I pick, I, I thought, well, I better get going, get going, I just pop into a charity shop, wait for the bus. She doesn't get going. She pops into a charity yeah. shop. Okay, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Ma Maureen, let's, let's just address that. I get going, I pop into a charity shop. No, you don't get going. What you do is you think, oh, I'll pop into a charity shop. So Maureen goes into a charity shop, buys stuff. She's got a bag full of stuff when I meet her. It's not It's not like she just went in and went, oh, there's nothing here for me. There's shoes. There's a cardigan. She's got some stuff. Oh, and some knitting patterns. But anyway, moving on. 
So I popped in just for a little bit to this show to show off Mr. Bus. And the next bus is meant to be coming fine, but it doesn't come. And it doesn't come. And then there's another bus comes and you can't walk to the tube. The tube is too far away. It's about a 40 minute walk. So I wake up this other bus and it doesn't go the full way to the tube. It just goes halfway to the tube before another stop. Where I can get another bus to go to the tube. And I see the bus, but I can't get to the stop. In... Anyway, in a short story, it takes me about 15 minutes to get the bus to go to the tube. So now I'm running late. And it is the slowest tube line ever. So I text Jen, go, oh, I think I was going to be about 10 minutes late in theory. And then the tube just gets slower and slower. And I text Jen going, I've just left Acting Town. That didn't go down well. So you're on the district line. Jen's at Victoria Station by now. I said, I think you better go to the restaurant because I don't think I'll get there for five. And then it just went. Then I got off at Acton Town instead of Hammersmith, which would have been quicker. For some reason, I didn't think that one through. I realised that when I got to Hammersmith. Oh, uh, well, uh, this is new information. <laughs> well, because I've gone off at Hammersmith. I probably would have caught the train oh, before the right, train that I okay. caught. But Great I didn't go off at Acton Town. No, got off at Acton Town, which is a station which has got fuck all in it. But definitely don't get off at Hammersmith, where all the trains go through. Get off at Acton Town, where there's only one line going through that. Yeah, probably, probably should, have, should have brought that up. But anyway, and then... I was texting Jane going, oh, look, I was at South Cairns. She went, you better be Victoria now. And I went, actually, I'm in Gloucester. I was basically, instead of being there early, I was 50 minutes late. Hour and 10 minutes late. Oh, yeah, hour and 10 minutes late. <laughs> she just shaved off 20 minutes. She shaved off 20 minutes. I was 50 minutes late. Well, no, hour and 10 minutes late from when we were meant to be at the restaurant. But, um, yeah. We were supposed to be there at five. You got there at, like, 10 past six. <laughs> And also, I'd arrived early, so that's not even including the time that I wasted <laughs> getting there half an hour early. So nearly two hours that I was waiting no, for. No, that wasn't that bad. I think it was All an right, an hour and 40 minutes. Okay, sure. <laughs> Which is, by the way, nearly two hours more. But Jen was fine because she was medicating herself with red wine, so she was fine. Yeah, she had a bit of time to herself, which is kind of a treat, actually. Let's be honest, Jen. You, you had a few moments to yourself, which in a day, you don't get that. So, I mean... Yes, it was bad. It was bad. She was late, but you had some time. Look, it wasn't my fault. It was the H25. Oh, my God. Okay, listen, though, Maureen. There are taxis that exist. I'm just saying, if you were in the world of Uber, you could have called an Uber and gone to the train station immediately. This is where I need you to stop relying on the goddamn buses so much. We just need you to just embrace it just a little bit. No, but it kept saying the buses are coming five. Don't trust the buses. That, if anything we've learned, don't trust buses. Once you've been waiting 40 minutes, Maureen, <laughs> maybe the bus isn't coming. Do you know what I mean? Maybe buses says it's due. And then once I've been waiting 15 minutes, I'm like, that bus isn't coming. Not boring. Nope. Hang about. Be here any minute now. Jen uh, did have a few words with me when I arrived. And the people next to us commented on it. These two women. Do you remember they commented on it? What did the women say? What did they say? I am curious. I wasn't I wasn't even taking any notes of them. I was trying not to like punch Maureen in the face. <laughs> <laughs> was the meal nice when you actually ate it though, guys? It was really lovely. Even though they jammed us in the corner. Uh, right by the fire escape. So my back was to the fire escape. A lovely draft on the back of my neck. I said to him, do you think I can move somewhere where there's no... Oh, I'm so sorry, theatre. We have the theatre people coming in. You have to be there. And I said, yeah, but there's nobody here at the moment and I'm here. So what about if I take a seat? Well, because I'm here. No, people from the theatre coming. You sit there. Anyway, people from the theatre did come, but there was still loads of space. (laughs) Yeah, it could have been that didn't mean that I had my back against the door. It's fine. We've let it go. I won't bring it up like I have Hamilton. (laughs) We passed Hamilton on the way to the gig. That did get mentioned. 
Isn't it ironic that the restaurant should be literally a stone's throw away from the Apollo Theatre where we saw Hamilton Moore? It seems like Victoria is the place where you and I should never meet. <laughs> Maureen, thank you so much for your Be My Money Mermaid. And now, of course, we must go over to the wonderful Alison June Smith to hear about what is happening on the problems page. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice, I ain't using it. Yes! Well, listen, this is a pretty... uh, Look, I'm generalizing because I've had a few people write in about various problems that surround this topic. And because it is our last show, this is our Christmas special for this season. Last year, I think I focused, we focused on uh, how to spend Christmas alone because it was a weird year, right? Some people were having Christmases on their own. So again, before I get into this topic, I just want to say if you are spending Christmas on your own, please remember uh, there are a lot of places that you can reach out if you want to chat with some people. There's lots of hotlines, there's there's lots of uh, online groups. So you're never alone at Christmas. Please remember that. I'm sure there's always someone willing this year to take you in. There's a lot of of resources out there. But this year, this year, I'm switching it up, everyone. And we are going to talk about how to survive Christmas with your family. Because some of us may have forgotten from last year, not necessarily having to do that. So let's, uh, let's touch base about surviving Christmas with your family, extended family. As we go into this, let's uh, remind ourselves we cannot choose our family. We choose our friends. We cannot choose our family. So let's remember that going into the joyous Christmas season. I'm just going to say a few things. Before you get to that Christmas meal, that Christmas time with your family, here are some thoughts I have. Number one, I want you to put a plan into place. Okay? Sometimes things can get a little heated. Sometimes things can be a little awkward at Christmas dinner. But if you go into things with a plan in place to try and help you curb those difficult moments, I think Christmas will run a lot smoother. So, number one, plan the tasks that you can work on during that Christmas meeting. So, are there things that you think will need to be done? Uh, what What are you best at? Look at the things you like to do. Are you a cook? Well, then you start to plan your involvement in the kitchen. Uh, are you good at tidying up? Great. You're going to be in charge of tidying. Try to plan tasks that you can do to keep yourself occupied so you're not just having to sit there and maybe listen to some stories or some arguments that you don't want to be a part of. All right? So tasks. Get a list of tasks that you want to do. Uh, Prepare a safe space, everyone. Okay, so what that means is there's got to be an area in the house, in someone's house, where you can just go for a second or two. All right. If it's the loo with a lock, great. Go hide in the washroom. Maybe there's a spare coat room. You want to just go stand in the coat room. Find a private space that you can escape to. All right. And plan that. Get that in your head. Figure out where you're going to go. Keep it short and sweet, maybe, right? So Christmases don't need to go on forever. I mean, maybe pre-plan with your partner. Listen, we're in at three. We're out by six. We're in at two. We're out. Whatever it is, pre-plan. You don't have to commit the whole day. Be very specific about that. So maybe shorter is best. I'm a big fan of this. Bring a friend. 
bring outside influences to the family because they are always going to be nicer to your family than you are. All right? So if you bring in a friend, they're going to talk the ear off your mom. They're going to listen to Aunt Joan go on about whatever it is, her foot operation. Sometimes bringing in that extra energy is exactly what you and your family needs. So feel free to bring a friend. If you can't bring a friend, Get a friend on the telephone. Pre-talk to a friend. I imagine Maureen and Jen, this will be where you two come into contact with one another so you can go, look, I need, you can text, I need a quick call. I need a quick call. And just touch base with that touchstone that'll just go, you're not insane. You're perfect. I love you. You're wonderful. Right? That friend that just reminds you that, uh, you know, just because you don't want to listen to Aunt Joan's foot operation story, you're not a bad person. You're not a bad person. Have a code with your partner, okay? So if you're going into a Christmas function together, pre-plan a a secret word or a code that is the symbol of, like, I need out. So they know. I don't know if it's the rabbit's ears hang low. Me and my best friend used to say that randomly. Hey, uh, those rabbit's ears are hanging pretty low. And that was a code for we're out, we're done, immediately leave the situation, help me, save me. Get a code maybe with somebody. Get some mantras in your head before you approach the dinner, all right? Mantras such as, I only have so much time with these people. Even though this time is difficult, I will appreciate it. Uh, This time will not last forever. Uh, Focus on the dessert coming. Whatever the mantra is you need to put in your head, you get some mantras going. So when you start to get to that tense point where you want to freak out, right? There's that political conversation that you don't want to have with people. You start thinking about that dessert that's coming out later. Oh, soon it'll be the pudding. Soon it'll be the pudding. And just get that in your mind before you react to your Tory uncle speaking. Find your alliances within the family, okay? Okay, there's got to be one or two people there that are in the same frame of mind. Touch base with them ahead of time to be like, listen, last year was really rough uh, with Aunt Joan and Uncle Brian. Uh, And they'll be like, yeah, I know. Uh, He went on about the Tories and she was on about her foot surgery. Connect with those people before you get to the gathering so you know who your alliances are. Get outside and go for a walk, everyone. You can always go outside and go for a walk. Sometimes taking everyone for a walk, a little bit of fresh air, does everyone some good. I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial. Look, if you're going into a tense uh, place with family, maybe lay off the booze a little bit. I'm just saying, sometimes we feel booze is the savior. I know Jen's face. I knew Jen's face was going to be like, what are you talking about? But sometimes (laughs) loose lips sink ships. Red wine makes those lips really loose. So we need to just like, you know, maybe uh, tone it back a bit on the booze just while you're there. Drink your face off when you get home if you want. Avoid topics like politics. Uh, Avoid trigger subjects like past fights. Just let it go. Do not try to right the wrongs from yesterday. Share the load. Like I said, look at who's good at what. Break down tasks at Christmas dinner. Tis the season to avoid sniping. Don't take the bait. If anyone starts to try a fight with you, my sister and I are very good at doing this to one another every single year, even though we always say we won't. There's always that little thing. So tis the season to avoid that sort of thing. Please ignore social media posts. Uh, everyone's lying. Nobody is having an easygoing great Christmas. It's all lies. It's all lies. So stay off social media. You're not alone. Remember that. Every stressful moment you have with your family, just think, I everyone out in the world right now is having this moment as well. And um, just imagine that that time with the, with those people, right? That, that The day may not be there where you get to have them. So even though if it's frustrating, even if it's annoying, 
it's your life and uh, you got two choices. Either it drives you crazy or you just try to embrace it and, uh, and, and do what you can with it. And uh, again, if you're alone at Christmas, uh, be grateful because you don't have to deal with any of this. So those are my tips for getting through the Christmas season. That's the best I can recommend to everyone. Oh, Alison, thank you very much. My Christmases are a little bit easier because I now don't spend them with my family and that has really helped. <laughs> if I can offer anyone advice is that if you go and see your family every year and it is relentlessly miserable and you just don't get on, maybe you get on with them at every other time of the year, but Christmas just does something. Because it does, it can, it totally can. Don't go. Don't do what I did and just keep going, expecting a different uh, thing to happen. It it won't. It will be it will be dog shit again. And yeah, you probably feel guilty. You're like, oh, I've got to go because my mum and she'll feel sad if I don't. Yeah, maybe she will. Okay, but actually, you're not making her happy from being there because you just end up rowing and having a miserable time. Either stay at home, what a lovely thing to do, or go and have a friend's Christmas. There are mates that are like, you know, you know, your, your new family, you know, that, that maybe don't have family that they can have Christmas with and they meet up or, or you know is going to be spending their Christmas alone. And you can say, right, you and I, let's go, let's hang out. I'll get the, I'll make Christmas dinner. We'll have a lovely time and... Uh, we'll watch crap TV or play charades or whatever. It doesn't matter because sometimes we put too much pressure on Christmas. And actually, you don't see them on Christmas Day, but you pop in Boxing Day or the day after when all the pressure's gone. And bam, you're having the time of your lives with these people. Yeah, your mum will give you a bit of this for a snipe going, I hope you had a nice Christmas Day. Oh, don't worry about me. But then you get past that and you say, Mum, look at this lovely present I bought you. Don't forget I love you. I hope you had a nice time. Yada, yada, yada. Good luck to everybody out there. It's going to be tough. <laughs> this one's going to be hard because we had it easy last Christmas being able to like limit the numbers. We're back in, everyone. We're back in. So, Well, we don't know. We don't know. You know, by, by the time it comes to Christmas Day, who bloody knows? But I think the chances are the Tories will never admit that they've made a mistake. So we will spend Christmas together. Thank you, Alison. That was very, very good advice. I should be spending it with Chloe's family. So because they, uh, you know, I'm once removed, I have zero pressure. I just go eat the turkey. Very organised. No one rows. Everyone has a lovely time. They bring out tea and mince pies at 3pm. The booze stops. No one can get pissed. Everyone, It's all very civilised. Oh, absolutely. Because if, if it's down to me, I'd be drinking until from nine in the morning till midnight. <laughs> That's... Your face when I was like, cut back on the booze, you were like, don't you dare tell me to do I was like. <laughs> I'm on the Bucks Fizz at 8 a.m. What are you, mad? Um, um, no, but you're absolutely right, Alison. Drinking all day is a disaster. So, yeah, thank you. Brilliant advice. Uh, uh, we, uh, everyone here at WTB, wishes you all, our lovely, wonderful listeners, a very, 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 a Merry Christmas. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Let's bring these back in. I don't think we've heard these for long enough. There you go, everyone. Tis the season, everyone, to be jolly. So you do whatever you do. You do what you need to do to find some jolly. All right? (laughs) Right, what's next? surprised that you're here i've just woken up and yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick i just want to put it's called being professional alison (laughs) (laughs) this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation 
Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What is the show called? Oh, yeah, I've got it. We've been talking bollocks. Yeah. Okay. Is everyone happy with that? What have we all been watching on La Televisione? La Televisione. I, I watched a part of Wheel of Time. Have you heard about this? Is that on Amazon Prime, Wheel of Time? Yes. Okay, I've seen the advert. What's it about? It's like a Lord of the Rings thing, you know, where it's like a super, it's like a world and evil has come. And these, it's, it's, I think it's kind of a lot, got a lot of female kick-ass heroines in it. So I should really be liking it. I watched the half of the first episode, but it's, you know, like with every first episode, there's a lot of, exposition and setting up this world and I just you know it's like okay and so that this person has been foretold to come back again who's gonna just try and destroy the world so they've got to go and stop him I mean I, I didn't really get very far in it but I really didn't give it much of a chance I just watched half half an episode of the first okay so it doesn't sound like a strong recommend from you Maureen no not really and also you know when you look at these things where it's I've got, the witcher is going to come back which I probably will watch the second season but also you kind of go this is just like another version of Lord of the Rings isn't it like but I did go and see a film I went to a premiere last night another one Alison um, oh yes um called The Wife and a House Husband. Um, is it a foreign film or? No, no, no. It's a it's a English film. In fact, a friend of mine works for the for the director and the producer. That's how I got got invited. I was talking to an agent of the one of the actors. She went, "Oh, how are you here?" And I went, "Oh, I'm the neighbour." It was a very tenuous link, but the conceit is it's quite a good conceit that they they get this couple are getting a divorce, and they've got this letter that they wrote when they first met up that they, they wrote and said they, they had to read, if ever they were going to split up, they had to read this letter and do what the letter says before they split up. And so they go through the various things that are in this letter. So, and the idea being, if they go, th- they do all the things on this letter, 
then they won't split up. That's probably, that's the conceit. Oh, will they or won't they? That's the thing. But you know what? He made that film in in nine days with a £290,000 budget, which is nothing in movie making. And it's a, I thought it was a really good film. I really enjoyed it. I like the idea. I like the idea. I hate that this couple went into things going, listen, when the time comes that we might break up, uh, let's prep for that now. <laughs> no, they like the, the guy, the husband didn't remember the letter and she just found it. So, but yeah, it's quite clever. But I think it's, you know, it's like a clever conceit to build a film around. So I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It's very well, it was very well done. Okay, well, that sounds like a good recommend. We've got one non-recommend, Maureen, and one rec. What about you, Brister? Well, I have gone into the ITV Hub archive. Okay, that's what I've done. Because, as I told you, um, Chloe has gone right off succession. She appears to have gone off all things Netflix and Prime. She's back on. She says, I just want to watch something that's on Terrestrial. So we had to go back into the archive. Yeah, so which we did. We went ICV Hub because we pretty much um, completed iPlayer. And uh, we watched a show with Helen McCrory, which I hadn't seen when it came out. I think it was out in 2017, called Fearless. And she is plays a solicitor who defends cases that, that are like uh, uh, just unwinnable cases, basically. She, she defends people that's very difficult. So people that have been accused of, I don't know, being paedophiles or being pe- or, 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 or terrorists or whatever, but she only she only ever defends obviously because she's a good good person, people that she believes to be innocent, and she takes on a case uh, of a man that was in prison for fourteen years for murdering a young woman, okay, and then she believes is innocent, and then a web of lies and deceit unfurls. And as, as it unfurls, uh, she uh, is caught up in the midst of uh, what it can only be described as a government cover-up, which involves the American CIA and British uh, intelligence as well as the government and, you know, you know, ministers in high positions. And actually, sure, it's, you know, as all, with all of these things, the moments are like completely unbelievable because obviously these things never work out like they should in real life but it was very watchable six episodes Helen McCrory is a fantastic actor um for those of you who aren't familiar with her work you might have seen her she she was in uh, she was in the Harry Potter Harry Potter films playing um Draco Malfoy's mum and also you will have seen her in uh Peaky Blinders as well yeah she's she's an absolutely outstanding actor sadly died earlier this year um, of cancer, uh, too young in her early fifties. She's in this. It's on ITV Hub. Highly recommend it. More than I think you'd enjoy it. It's quite heavy. So on the flip side, I've gone back in. I'm second series. Ted Lasso. Already loving it. Absolute escapism. Makes you feel good. It's happy times. It's funny times. It's schmaltzy times. It's all the times. I'm very much enjoying it. And obviously we get to see uh, my comedy husband, Brett Goldstein, who plays Roy Kent in it. And I can obviously highly recommend it. That show, by the way, it's not very big over here. It's absolutely huge in the States. Like, I mean, obviously we all know Brett, okay? But Brett in America is like famous. And over here, what? It's not famous. Isn't it bizarre? That's crazy. Actually, he is quite famous over here. That's not strictly true. But... He's massive over there. Like, you know, wouldn't be able to pop into Sainsbury's without people saying, 
Well, you wouldn't go into Sainsbury's, would you, in, in, in America, to be fair, because there's no Sainsbury's there, so it'd be weird if you did. You get the idea. What about you, Alison? Let's get on to the Christmas horror movie. Okay, guys. I'm excited about this because this is, like, brand new. Speaking of going to the movie theater, Danny and I went to the theater and saw this just come out. They marketed it as a horror comedy. I don't know if I'd say it's a comedy yet. Kira Knightley, Silent Night is the film that has come out. Let me read the synopsis, okay? Uh, a couple invite their closest friends to join their family for a Christmas dinner at their idyllic home in the English countryside. As the group comes together, it feels like old times, but behind all the laughter and merriment, something isn't quite right. The world outside is facing impending doom, and no amount of gifts, games, or wine can make mankind's imminent destruction go away. Surviving the holidays just got a little bit more complicated. Now, this movie, one of the wildest scary movies I've ever seen, I don't even want to say it's scary as much as it is emotionally... It's going to make you think. Like, it, from start to finish... I got to say, this is probably one of the best movies I've seen, and I, I don't even know how long. I was absolutely riveted. I would even say I don't even put it in horror. I think it's in horror because it's like this horrible impending doom. But the movie itself is so emotionally riveting. It was, if you want to appreciate your family, okay, if you're thinking about going into a stressful family Christmas, I want you to watch this ahead of time because this will prep you to appreciate and see some good things honestly i cannot stress how much i enjoy this movie and that's all i can say i, do, I don't want to give that much more about it but away but one of the best movies I, I, and I, it's not horror it's not scary maureen there's no like ah, ah. honestly it's it's a piece of art in my opinion it is phenomenal everyone all right i might check it out honestly like don't be looking for Christmas laughs, though, everyone. Like, there's some laughs in it, but th this movie makes you uh, think and feel, and uh, wow. Brilliant. Okay, Alison, that sounds like a strong recommend from you, and a, and it's in the cinema at the moment, is it? Yeah. So it's out, it's out now, and I imagine it'll be available to stream shortly after Christmas. I'm hoping so, because it's... I, I think, too, it's one that kind of slipped through the... Like, some people know about it. Like, Maureen, I'm very impressed that you heard about it, but I think a lot of people... It, it it slipped by without people really knowing about this film. and um, It came up on YouTube as uh, something to watch, but I haven't seen much publicity for it, no. Alison, thank you very much. Can you believe that this is near the end of the this podcast, or the end of this series, Series 3? What a, sh what a, sa a sad, sad thing. Let's bring the bells back. It's the only thing that's going to lift the spirit. There we are. Some people are feeling a bit low, but don't be because it's time to head over to Maureen Younger for her corner, that is, Adulthood. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I sort of thought, you know, Christmas, do some Christmas movies. Now, I the, the movie that I connect the most with Christmas... I'm convinced when I was a kid was on every Christmas time, but according to uh, this newspaper article, it was only it's only been on twice since 1968. I think this is a, this is bullshit. Is the Great Escape? Oh, that that is a lie. That's a lie. Do you know how many times I've seen that film? I've seen it a hundred times. We've recorded it. We recorded it. We had it on video. Oh my god! I need a pic. 
Just the one. Two would be better. Uh, uh, what was the other line that they used to have? Uh, we used to quote from it all the time. Was Steve McQueen and James Garner and 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 Richard um, Attenborough, and Gordon Jackson. Oh. God almighty. You've got, to, you've got to watch it, Alison. Uh, I think it's on Amazon Prime at the moment. It's a fantastic movie. Also, James Coburn plays an Australian. And compared to James Coburn, your Australian accent is perfect. Hey, I'm going to watch that movie just to feel better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but The Great Escape is it's loosely, very loosely based on a real story. Airmen, prisoners of war. These, these, these all are escapees, so they're put in one big camp that they can't escape from. And of course, what do they do? They do this massive escape. They've kind of made it a bit more American than it was. I think it was mainly British uh, pilots, but obviously they're flogging it. But you've got James Garner there, Steve McQueen. It was meant to be a big film for James Garner. Steve McQueen basically steals it. He dresses in 60s clothes. He doesn't even bother wearing a uniform. No, you, when you watch it, you don't actually question this. Um, but it's just a great movie because on the whole, it's quite, a, it's quite a funny movie in a way. But every now and then, particularly at the end, you kind of go... <gasps> But it's it's really well done. It's got a great theme tune. You've got Steve McQueen on a motorcycle at one point. Don't ask. Trying to cross over the Swiss border on a motorbike because, you know, it was, wasn't very well guarded, the Swiss bodyguard. It's just a great movie. And I'm with you, Jen. I'm sure that was on every Christmas when we were young, wasn't it? We we recorded it and we had it on video. So we used to watch... We recorded it from the television and we had it on video. So as kids, we used to, we, I've seen that film probably about 25 times. I, I love that movie. The only thing is they make the Germans... Particularly one German says she's been incredibly stupid. And you're like, if the Germans were that stupid, it wouldn't have taken us six years to beat them. It's a really great film. It's a, a 60s movie. The, the acting is great in it. There's, it's actually um, partly based on a true story. Certainly what happens to the British airmen in it is true. And, and, what, their, and what their fate is, is true. And then, and then the Steve McQueen character uh, is, is, um, is completely fiction. But I think the character that James Garner plays... Whilst the characters might be fictional, the way they escaped, that is true. And they, and they, they, because a very, very, anyway, I won't tell you anything about it because spoiler alert, I'm just, but it is great. Um, and apparently, It's a Wonderful Life has only been shown five times since 1968, which I find hard to believe. Uh, if you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, do yourself a favour. That's the best Christmas movie. And it is an actual Christmas movie. Because here's the other thing, like you said, there's a lot of movies we associate with Christmas, but that one, Christmas, yeah. Uh, the other, that's apparently the film that's been shown the most, and I quite like it, is White Christmas with Danny Kaye, Bing Crosby, Vera Ellen, and Rosemary Clooney, who's George Clooney's aunt, in fact. And I don't know if you've seen it. It's a very benign 1950s musical uh, film. You know, it's nothing, it's not spectacular. It's not going to be the best film you've ever seen. He sings White, they sing White Christmas in it. I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Um, and it's one of those things where they put on a show at the end and the production values are amazing. You know, just let's put on a show. And then, but you know, Danny Kaye's great. He obviously was a major star in the 50s. Um, so there you go. There's that one. Uh, the other film, oh yes, yeah, Scrooged. I love Scrooged. Oh yeah. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. So you don't need to say anything else about the film. It stars Bill Murray. That's it. That's all you need to know really, isn't it? Absolutely brilliant. And can I add one more film to the Christmas list? The Muppets. Christmas Carol. The Muppets! I'm so glad you said that! I've never seen that! Oh! Oh, what an error. What an error! You get yourself a Baileys, you get yourself a box of chocolates, you sit yourself down, you put Muppets Christmas Carol on, 
and you get into the Christmas spirit. Is there any film better than The Muppets Christmas Carol? I'm going to say no, actually. Now, I loved It's a Wonderful Life. All of those films have a place and they're all outstanding. But a Muppets Christmas... And you had a... Do you know what? The Muppets Christmas Carol, I told my children I watched when I was their age. Absolute lie. It came out when I was in my 20s. I don't know what that <laughs> says about me. I don't know what that says about me as a human being, that The Muppets Christmas Carol is one of my favourite films. But it, there it is. I'm going to put it out there. Oh, I'll, tr- I'll check that out. So apparently the other two Chris- the two movies that are associated with Christmas are The Wizard of Oz. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great movie. Definitely. And obviously Die Hard. Well, I mean... <laughs> I don't know why, but it, for some reason, that movie is... It is a Christmas movie. Again, it is set at Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, it's set at Christmas. The first one is set at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. The first one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Absolutely. One of the classic Christmas Christmas saints. <laughs> but you know what? As a, as an action movie, it's a very enjoyable movie. It's got Alan Rickman as the baddie. Yeah, come on. Anything with Alan Rickman is, is high camp. I love it. Yeah. He's great as a baddie. He's he really a good, good baddie. So, yeah, I mean, I do like Die Hard. I mean, it's, it's an action movie, but it's one of those movies when you're at Christmas. I mean, you don't want to watch some deep philosophical movie, do you? About Well, actually, I suppose you could say It's a Wonderful Life. It's quite kind of all about life. But, um, yeah, those are the movies. So, yeah, what's your favourite out of them? Uh, Muppets Christmas Carol. Scrooged. Out of the ones you listed, Maureen, I'm going to say Scrooged would be my favourite. Scrooged is fantastic. Yeah, which is obviously a modern version of Scrooge, and he plays a New York TV executive. And he's fantastic. In, I mean, Bill Murray's fantastic in everything he does. It's but, very, very funny. Yeah, he's perfect for the role. Maureen, thank you so much for your wonderful suggestions. They were all in the Christmas spirit. The bells are back. Let's get rid of the bells. And I'll tell you why. Because we, <laughs> we are at the end of the show. And uh, look, we've had a lot of Christmas cheer. Uh, we've had a lot of Christmas thoughts, Christmas, uh, Christmas theme. Jen, what the hell has got your Christmas goat? lose my shit over th- okay this is it right let's go now <laughs> i cannot handle this <laughs> okay so i have decided that people have had enough of me okay and i agree with all of them all right there's a there's a place for a goat and there's a place for no goat so i'm meeting the goat halfway okay and we're gonna play a christmas game and that is name the Christmas song that when it comes on the radio, you want to punch your radio in the face. You know, a Christmas song where you're like, I hate this song. I don't care that it's Christmas. This song is killing me. I don't want to hear this song. Now, I was talking to Maureen about this and I was listing a load of Christmas songs. And each time Maureen would go, yeah, but I do kind of like it. And we've really struggling to find a Christmas song that even this even me, I was struggling to find a Christmas song that actually, if I never heard it again, I was that would be fine. But guess what, Alison? You won't be surprised to hear this. I bloody well found one. I did, yeah. It's Cliff Richard's Mistletoe and Wine. Come on! What is up with that song? It is the most... Can we agree? Is it, It's like a... Is, is it a carol? Is it a hymn? Is it a pop song? What is it? It's it's none of those three, and it's fucking annoying. And I, 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 children singing Christmas, logs on the fire, Christmas on the tree. I don't know what he's going on about. I, I don't want to hear it. It's annoying. I never want to hear that song again. 
No, I agree. I was like, oh, no, you're right. Mistletoe and wine. I'd forgotten about that. I think I'd taken it out of my memory. I don't know Mistletoe and wine. And I'm kind of glad. I feel like my life has avoided this song. I think you probably agree with us. I, well, I'll give it a listen. You've never heard the song, but apparently, I don't even know if we're allowed to sing it. We're probably not allowed to sing it. But it's basically, it's a, a religious-y kind of Christmassy song. Yeah? Yeah? So, Which is fair enough. It is Christmas, but... Yeah, I know. I know. Of course, it's about, uh, apparently Christmas is about something. <laughs> As my mom likes to say, keep Christ in Christmas. She's one of those. Anyway. What's your song, Alison? Oh, I'll tell you mine, but listen, I don't want this to be controversial. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be like, what are you talking about? That's a great song. But it's just, to me, it's it's just, it, it's so negative for Christmas. Um, Christmas in New York. Oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. I know a lot of people love it, but every time I hear, I just, I hate the lyrics. They're so negative to one another. It's such a, it's just, it, it, to me, it gives all the wrong, I don't know. But, but for those who, people who love it, I respect that. I get it. For me, I'm just trying to be a happy, dancey kind of person. And to me, I'm like a couple of lyrics that I don't like in it that I'm sure have been changed over the years and now, but I just. Eh. No, they haven't. See, I don't like it. I have to sing that song actually uh, this coming weekend at a at a lovely big fundraising event, and I I wanna I wanna change it to a a, a box set of Taggett's. Is Taggett a, a TV show that was on in Scotland for a period of time? It is a controversial line, uh, but it is in the context of somebody that's supposed to be a bit of a cow. Um, but look, look, we've all there are certain words that we've all accepted. I need to, uh, before our North American friends literally lose their brains, I need to point out that that word does not have the same connotations in our country as it does in it, it is a homophobic uh, slur. Don't get me wrong, it absolutely is. It doesn't carry the same weight uh, 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 as it does in the states. That I listen, as a homosexual, obviously, all slurs are awful. I'm certainly not defending it. But I think I, I am able to contextualise that uh, rather than see it as something that was meant to be a slur against her. It's, it may, it's, I felt like it was more a reflection on her rather than a reflection on... Uh, look, this is a debate I don't want to get into. <laughs> I've just realised. But I, look, it's definitely a controversial song and people will get very upset about it. Um, I personally don't feel like it's a song that needs to be cancelled, but I understand that people are... And I think you can listen to it, don't listen to it. I know what you're saying, it's a, but I think people now are changing the lyric, aren't they? They're, because some people do get offended by it. But I think the actual tune is, the tune is great. And I, I kind of like the fact that these are two people fighting each other. Perhaps that's a British take on stuff rather than Canadian. <laughs> I, like, I see too much fighting at Christmas already. That's exactly it. I want to live in the fantasy. The songs make me escape. I don't want to hear my parents fight anymore. That is... Uh, no, I, I hear you. Um, Fairy Tale of New York, a very divisive uh, uh, Christmas song, and yet one that I'm welcome. I'll tell you the other one I like. I like Chris Rea, uh, Driving Home for Christmas. What about that one? Driving Home for Christmas. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Do, yes. do, yep. do. Got my something on the something. And Jenna's allowed to sing that because we don't know the words. We're just... there's, there's obviously Slade and, and what's Wizard, those two perennial. And lastly, of course, uh, my partner's favourite Christmas song, the one that I absolutely also cannot stand, which is uh, Do They Know It's Christmas Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Absolutely makes me want to throw myself out a window when that comes on. <laughs> um, but there we are.
it splits a room, doesn't it, Christmas songs? It really does. But all the one thing we can know and we do know about every Christmas song is that whoever has written it is making an absolute bloody mint because, honestly, just Slade need never have done a single other song, just that one song, and they don't have to watch. Wizard, what have Wizard ever done? Just that one Christmas song. Wow, <laughs> they are rolling in the dough. Oh, well, you know what it means, ladies. It means that our goal for this next coming year is to write a WTB Christmas song. Done. Let's. We're focusing on it. Yes, the people want it. Nobody wants it, Alison. We'll know who be do, we know who's going to be doing the main vocals, and it won't be me or Jen. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, we'll be playing the bells. Simply having a Christmas song. <laughs> oh. And, uh, I mean, with that lovely jingle... I think we've put a bow on it, haven't we? Have we bowed up our... I think we're done. Happy Christmas, guys. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas from everyone at WTB to all of our big bollock listeners. No, to all of our listeners, not just the big bollocks. Not just the big bollocks. We like the little bollocks. All bollocks, yeah. And we'll see you in February, hopefully. Before we finish this episode, we would love to wish every single one of our WTB listeners a very Merry Christmas and a happy 2022. See you next year, guys. Well, see you next year. No one's going to... They won't see us, Maureen. Patrons will. Uh, Become a patron, then you can see us next year. We love you. Bye. Happy Christmas. Bye. Women talking bollocks. If you enjoyed today's episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, like us, leave a wonderful message saying how much you enjoy our dulcet tones, particularly mine. (laughs) Will that do? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities 
abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.